dramaturgy with a special bonus episode about Muppets Haunted Mansion. Yay! everyone we weren't sure we were going to do this but muppets haunted mansion came out this week we've all watched it and we thought let's turn on our recording equipment and see what comes out and if we like what we have to say we'll share it with you so if you're hearing this uh we thought we had something interesting to say did we you be the judge the question is who cares exactly yep for those of you who aren't aware muppets haunted mansion is the latest muppets property from disney on disney plus It is a Halloween-themed special directed by Kirk Thatcher, written by Kirk Thatcher with Bill Beretta and Kelly Younger, and it places Gonzo and Pepe and the rest of the Muppet gang in a mansion very much like, but not exactly like, the haunted mansions that you will find at the various Disney theme parks. Let's just start by uh, what everyone thought about it. Who wants to go first? It was a mixed bag for me. Uh, I am a, a Disney Parks super fan, so there was a lot of content in it that felt like very much aimed directly at me. It came for me in the Haunted Mansion where I live, but I also thought it was really long. I, if it had been half an hour, I would have been ecstatic, but I, I think I think even uh, the hyper-specific in-joke wore itself out a little bit. I'm I'm pretty much exactly with Christy. Uh, Pepe is not for me. Uh, Will Arnett is super not for me. So it was a bumpy start. But then I, I, I really, I had this experience I think I've never had before uh, of watching something and, and thinking, was this made specifically and only for me? And and then I kind of lost that feeling in the last 15, 20 minutes or so. It, it did kind of drag. But, um, but in the middle, I, I really loved it. And we'll get into this more. And I, I did make a couple clips, but there's like the... We've talked about this a little bit, I think, on mic. Certainly, we've talked about it off mic about latter day Muppet writing feeling a little off. And this felt really right to me for the most part, in terms of, especially because we've been so deep in the Muppet show. Like these felt like the characters to me in a way that I, I really appreciated, even as they were doing, you know, Disney Park SponCon. Yeah. Latter day Muppet writing really just doesn't vibe with me for the most part like i i know what they're trying to do but also what it feels to me like they're trying to do is to ride this weird line between being overly snarky on the one hand and then overly earnest on the other hand and they kind of ping pong back and forth between those two things and it never quite lands in the right place for me and this rides that same line while giving me a bunch of references to Haunted Mansion, which I'm not opposed to. I also am not as inclined towards Halloween stuff as most people. I can handle campy, but I can't handle Muppets contemplating their mortality. <laughs> That's too much for me. <laughs> this this special was overwhelming for me in ways that I, I did not appreciate that they were making me feel the same feelings I felt during Coco when the writing did not earn that. And had they not felt the need to shoehorn in some curricular point that they made up when they don't need to teach anything. They could just have Muppets ride around the Haunted Mansion and that would have been fine. But because they felt like there needed to be a lesson, they made me feel feelings and I don't like it. <laughs> well, and they they approach Muppet Death in two very different ways. I mean, let's get into it. We're, we are going to spoil it. Let's get into if it. You if you haven't watched it yet, 
um, go to Disney Plus if you care to. So let's let's just jump to like the the last third of it. If you know the Haunted Mansion, there's a ghost bride character who for some reason here is played by Taraji P. Henson, not complaining, always happy to see Taraji P. Henson. And she has married and killed several Muppets. And she is about to do the same to Pepe. And I, I was here for all of that. Oh, that's a new one, Sal. I don't think she's ever eaten anyone before, has she? <laughs> yeah, she never tried to eat me or Alberta. Yeah. Well, she did nibble my neck once before she snapped it so lovingly. So that last voice is Walter, and it is the perfect deployment of Walter. <laughs> so delighted by Walter, a sentence I never thought I would say in my life. It was great. I loved it. I also love the idea that like they've sort of found the right level for Walter, which is the level of New Zealand and not the level of Gonzo, right? Exactly. Like, like mm-hmm. a little bit of Walter is just enough Walter. Yes. I wish they would put Pepe at that level just because a little of him goes so 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 far but but there's another approach to Muppet death so uh, I think I like this special better than all of you although still not as much as Muppet fans on the internet seem to like it Uh, and that's for me because I think for the most part they they nailed the characters uh, even though uh, I also think that the overall writing is still a little wobbly and I think part of that is it falls a little too much into the we think a reference counts as a joke category, mm-hmm. which is, listen, that that is a facet of contemporary comedy. It's been around for at least 20 years. Uh, I don't care for it. It will never make me laugh. It might make me go, oh, yes, I recognize that. That's not humor, though. Um, <laughs> however, uh, the other thing which Michal really alluded to is that it, it sort of saves up a lot of the plot and then just sort of gets very plot heavy in the last quarter of this special. And with the Pepe thing, like that's fine because, because once you sort of get into this story, you kind of need it to keep going. And it makes sense that you've already seen all of the like parts of the mansion that you're waiting to see uh, before you get into the story part there. But with Gonzo, he ends up in this like one mysterious room where there's a mirror. And if you're a haunted mansion fan, you're like, Oh, that's the mirror where like, you're going to see a ghost sitting next to you. But no, this is the mirror where he's confronted by his deepest fears. And his deepest fear, we learn, although there has been absolutely nothing in the 45 minutes leading up to this to indicate that this might be true, is growing old alone. Which is particularly weird, might I add, because Gonzo, of all the Muppets, is someone who has had a life companion in Camilla for almost as long as we've known him. And she's made reference to, but we don't really see her in this special. So that's already a little contrived. And also he's performed by Dave Goals of the original Muppet performers, you know, surrounded by much younger performers. Dave Goals is, how old is he now? He's in his 70s. I don't want to think about him contemplating Gonzo's death. That's too much. <laughs> and also they do it in this very visceral way. It's interesting. We are recording this the same day we're recording our episode about Edgar Bergen's episode of The Muppet Show, which you will not hear for a few weeks. But in that episode, there is a musical number where they do the song Time in a Bottle, where an old scientist is drinking a potion that keeps making him younger and younger and younger. And this scene is actually the inverse of that, where Gonzo, confronting his mortality, keeps getting replaced by older and older and older versions of Gonzo, which are terrifying because... 
like first his nose swells up like it's cancerous and he spouts like white tufts of hair all over his body and then that gets replaced by one that's like skeletal and desiccated and it's just it's it's really this is not like we're seeing a cartoon skeleton version of gonzo this is really like this was he's, he's really aging it's not cute it's, it's yeah you know, it's beautiful actually but it's, it's i don't i don't want it <laughs> they put a lot of effort into the aging gonzo puppet it makes me wish that the current gonzo puppet were also more in love like i i have issues with the current gonzo puppet build anyway and then it it made me like they oh man they could have rebuilt the puppet instead of building an old gonzo puppet (laughs) right they could have fixed the eyes and the color and the mouth i don't i don't know if it i just hadn't noticed it because i we haven't seen so much gonzo all at once in a long time but gonzo's mouth doesn't isn't articulated as much as it used to be, and or either that or Dave Gulls just isn't as dexterous. With is he still his, puppeteering, or is he just right doing now. the voice? As far as I know, he's still puppeteering. Oh wow, I think and so. he's also still working on the the new Fraggle Rock show on Apple Plus. So either he is less flexible, or the new puppet is less flexible, or both. Right, but like, but the mouth is not as expressive as it used to be. And it, it makes the lip sync look off. It's, it was particularly noticeable. I don't know how many of you watched any of the press that they did leading up to this, but they did a series of zoom interviews with Gonzo and Miss Piggy and a couple of the guest stars with various journalists. And in those, it really felt like, like a store-bought Gonzo puppet instead of an actual Muppet, just because it, it just didn't move right. I don't know. It made me sad. But let's talk about the things we liked about this because we did like things, right? Yeah. I I laughed out loud when the uh riot is stuck announcement happened. Me too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and the, the well, this all I have just a clip, I'll just play it. This place is crazy with all the smokes and the mirrors and the animatronics. I'm out of here. I mean, it's basically just a reference, but like it was a reference aimed directly at my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. The thing about the Haunted Mansion as a ride is it's basically a series of sketches, right? You ride along a conveyor belt and you're shown a bunch of scenes of animatronics, some of which are also illusions. So that middle section is basically the Muppet show. (laughs) And so... I mean, so much so that we get an at the dance. Well, that's what I was about to yeah. say. Right? So, like, one of the scenes of the yeah. ride is a is a bunch of people dancing, and so they replace them with Muppets, including Wayne and Wanda, including Rolf at the piano, and they do at the dance, and it was it made me so happy. Yeah, that was a great fit. I got a kick out of that. Yeah, yeah same. And I I love that scene as well because they really they gave us a ton of Muppets that we don't usually see and if we do we haven't heard their voices in years and years and not just Wayne and Wanda but we also got a whole bunch of the secondary characters from Muppets Tonight we got characters that I had to to like go to Muppets Wiki to figure out who they were I appreciated that I like seeing them uh, you know for example at one point there's a character that we had a little internal debate about whether it was Droop or whether it was Nigel from Muppets Tonight I think it was Nigel based on the way he's dressed but Either way, like that's not a character that we have seen pretty much anywhere lately. So that was great. Um, and also in that same scene, we have Beverly Plume and uh, oh, that terrible pig. What's his name? Oh, D. I hate him. But he wasn't being hateful on this, right? He was like <laughs> totally appropriate and great. Yeah. What is his name? Tubman. 
the design, like the way that they muppetized the haunted mansion and like in both obvious and really subtle ways, there's a lot of background detail and also like the costume design Rizzo's little outfit was gorgeous. Like they really worked on this in a way that I don't always feel like they're doing Muppets now that I I just really appreciated. Yeah. There were a lot of really nice haunted mansion reference details in the production design which I appreciated. I loved Piggy as Madame Leota. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about the music since Madame Leota is the spirit of music. First of all, I don't know if this was unique to my experience, but the sound mixing was really weird on the music. When I watched it, the songs were hard to hear in a way that yeah. the rest of the special was not. And I don't know what that's about. That was weird. That's That seems like a rookie mistake that the Disney tech team should be better at. I appreciated that there were songs. I appreciated that there were original music. I appreciated hearing Taraji P. Henson sing because she's going to be Miss Hannigan in Annie Live on NBC later this year. And now I feel even more excited about that. That said, I found the two original songs to be forgettable, which is better than offensively three, bad. Three original songs. There were three original songs. Oh, you already Wait, really? forgot the third one. There was the Darren Chris one. There was the Taraji But the P. Darren Chris one. one was was Groom Gun and Ghosts from the ride. Partially. Right. Partially, but there was also a, an original song. Most of that was an original song that just led into Grim Grinning Ghost. Please, please let them rest in peace. Once they start, they never cease. And right before your very eyes, as the moon climbs high over the dead old trees, truths arrive. What was the what was the other original the big song? group number that Kermit hosted? Welcome to the life you're after, sleepless nights, eternal laughter. By the farm, push up some daisies. Sunday dominoes creep you crazy. Hi, wanna come play with me? Right. And oh, then, right. Yeah. Right. That I actually literally rewatched today and have already forgotten. So that's the thing. It's like the songs <laughs> yeah, were fine. fine. They yeah. weren't like you know. It wasn't like Diana the Musical where I was. Oh my God, I can't believe a human being wrote this and no one stopped them. (laughs) (laughs) But Rainbow Connection, it was not. (laughs) Right. Indeed. Even Dancing in the Moonlight, it was not. Right, and that's always hard when you start with a a, a recognizable classic song, uh, whether it's a Muppet song or a classic rock song, that also reminds people what good songwriting sounds like. And then (laughs) if you set the bar at a certain place and then don't meet it again, that's a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, there, there's a reason that the phrase The Great Gatsby is not uttered in my F. Scott Fitzgerald musical. It's because I don't want people thinking about... <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, the Great MacGuffin, however. Yes. <laughs> I'm here a, for a MacGuffin joke. It's I, a good piece of business. <laughs> sure. I also really loved his sidekick, Pee-wee, the French-speaking red, red herring, herring yeah. that lives in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won me over despite being played by Will Arnett. I, I so I, I want to endorse the show Lego Masters, except for the way it has made me hate Will Arnett. He is the worst reality competition show host ever in the universe, and I just now I cringe whenever I see him. So does he just do it straight, or is is there no? That's the problem. Is he sarcastic when he's, he's he does so much shtick, and I mean, it's probably not his fault. Like, someone is telling him to do that, but it has made me loathe him, and I mm. never want to see him on my TV again. Even with a fish in his pocket. Even with a fish in his pocket. Though by the end, he and the fish had won me over. 
I kept thinking it was going to be Will Ferrell, and then when Will Arnett showed up, I was like, oh, that guy? Oh, that's an improvement. Okay, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, Ed Asner keeps... Ed Asner has popped up on my TV in at least three different shows since he's died. This was the least expected. <laughs> but I keep being like, oh, it's Ed Asner's last role, and then something else happens. Yeah. I, I was grateful that you know, before this came out, they were announcing all these cameo appearances and it seemed like there were so many celebrities that were going to be in it. There wouldn't be room for Muppets, but they actually dispensed with the majority of them in that opening number in like a true cameo form where they each had like a line. And I was grateful for that. Yeah, they are. I don't know who most of them are. Even when you show me their names, I still don't know who they are. That's fine. I don't need to know who they are. I I thought John Stamos had one of the better cameo appearances where, uh, Pepe is obsessed with celebrity and wants to go to the famous famous people room and he gets there and is only John Samos. <laughs> I don't know, that that felt appropriate. Yeah, it was good. It's a it's a good segue to um I, I thought that the actually the use of, of digital everything was kind of great, which I was not expecting, right? I mean the whole the whole thing, as far as I could tell, was shot on green screen. And of course, there's a lot of Muppet ghosts. Oh, Muppet ghosts. Our friends, the Muppet ghosts from I'm Looking Through You were back. That also made me really happy. It is nice to see them. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, there were a lot of, you know, transparent Muppets. Um, and I thought it looked surprisingly great. I watched it on my TV. It looked really good. Um, I think and, we can thank and, the Mandalorian for that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But uh, John Stamos turns into a Muppet. Uh, and the, like, the morphing effect is is not is not fantastic but but i'm pretty sure like the end shot is an actual physical muppet which i appreciated like they're they're using they're combining the, t- the technologies really well i thought and i it made it feel like a a true muppet project in in the way that that jim henson was trying to play with those technologies before he died yeah i think the backgrounds were all digital but i, I think all of the characters with the possible exception of the hitchhiking ghosts in the very 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 end mm-hmm. Uh, every every other character, I think, was like a real, honest to goodness, yeah, physical muppet. I think that's true. But they were they were all put together really well, which is not always true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it okay to say that it it looked good, but also it still kind of felt two dimensional and claustrophobic? Like, can both those things be true at the same time? Yes. yes, but that's actually part of what made it feel real to me was that it felt like a set and not mm-hmm. like a digital effect. I guess. Yeah, I felt the absence of a set, though. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I still don't know why Fozzie had to have teeth. It was yeah. a costume. Uh, it could have been that costume without the teeth. Yes, I guess. Is that a... Christy, is that a reference to the... Because he's, he's playing a character on the ride, but the character wouldn't have weird teeth, right? I think the character has teeth. I'm looking it up right now. Has teeth, but like as a normal human with Yeah, but they're teeth. like... I mean, they're... they're they are like sort of buck teeth, but it's not, not like the teeth that Fozzie right. has. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it's like skeleton teeth. You know? Skeleton teeth, yeah. yeah. But not like dentures over your actual mouth. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so I think this is probably a good time to wrap. Does anyone have final thoughts, things that we want to make sure we say before we say I goodbye? have two more brief clips that bring me joy. Hey, it's a gig. And I get all the bones I can chew until they want them back. I just feel like we hear from Rolf so infrequently these days, which is appropriate, but that felt like a very true Rolf joke to me. Yeah. And um, we have something from our yay correspondent. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome to the mansion show. Boo! 
That's the final stage of yay evolution. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, that reminds me. So that's obviously Matt Vogel as Kermit, which I know some people are still getting used to. I thought he really captured the spirit of Kermit, even if the voice isn't quite what (laughs) we're. (laughs) (laughs) But what I was really impressed with is that Matt Vogel is also now the voice of Floyd. And it was so good and so spot on. I had to look it up because I was like, Jerry Nelson's dead, right? Like, I, I was very impressed with this <laughs> Floyd. Yeah. yeah. Floyd sounded fantastic. Kermit sounded like somebody else, but yeah. was well performed. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I'm not used to it. In in context, it all works for me. Like, just as audio just now, I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> but, like, the full package, it all like, obviously, it's not Jim and Frank and Jerry, but it, it, I don't know, it didn't bug me on this in the way it has. And I think that's partly because the writing was was stronger. Yeah. And he's very good at Kermit's physicality. Yes. Like, Kermit moves like Kermit. Yeah. I still don't know why New Muppet stuff needs to exist, but I can't seem to stop it, so. Right, right. I mean, I, I know I've said this somewhere, but probably not on this podcast, that, like, and I know other people have said it, too, so I'm, you know, whoever I'm plagiarizing, I'm sorry. Um, you know, I think... Like there's another world in which these characters got retired and the new people got to create their own characters and the whole thing just keeps evolving. And I think that would be really nice. I want to want that, except obviously I don't really want that. So but I these are know. the kind of projects that, that allow the new characters to start to take root. Like uh, Joe from Legal, this is the first time we've seen him outside of Muppets Now. I do and love Joe from Legal. <laughs> he's great in this with his little barrister wig. It's pretty cute. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> It's pretty darn cute. And the Screaming Goat is great. Yeah. And even, you know, the reintegration of the Muppets Tonight characters that we haven't seen a lot of, like, you know, putting them in the ensemble of a piece like this is how you remind people that they are part of the gang. And then it enables them to have bigger parts. Yeah. Right amount of Walter, right amount of Johnny Fiamma. Right. A nice little feature for Yolanda. You know, so like good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Crazy Harry's stretching portrait. That made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And the Beaker and Bunsen cameo was also, they were digital, I'm pretty sure, but very cute. That's very sweet. Well, there you have it, folks. Thanks for joining us for the special bonus episode. Let us know what you thought of Muppets Haunted Mansion. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Muppeturgy, and of course, on our website at Muppeturgy.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back with our next regular episode, which is covering the Milton Berle episode of The Muppet Show. Yay. Boo. Yay. Boo.